0: Great to have you back on the mother of all podcasts. A very special guest, a very good friend of mine actually from school. We were in the scouts together, youth clubs, got all sorts of things really. I do remember my good friend taking off Father Jack when we were young boys. And I've brought you a bottle of Irish stout from County Carlo. There you go, sir. Thank you very much. A special gift and a book. Losing It, A Lifetime in the Pursuit of Sporting Excellence. From myself and Matthew. Thanks very much. The clinical vascular scientist has arrived. Any questions, please get in touch. You won't be able to because this show <laughs> will be already out there. <laughs> um, yeah, so many happy memories from childhood with Mr. Michael Lucas. His family, wonderful family. Barbara and Martin. Well remembered. Always forget your sister's name. I could guess. Well go on, tell me. Emma. Emma. And I remember going to Frontierland many, many decades. 20 years ago maybe. I, I remember going there. You don't remember me, you just the two of us in the car. I forgot we were in the
1: gants. You we, just we were, were reminding working. me of right, okay. plenty, though. We were, weren't we? I'm sure we were. Oh we were, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, remember, I, didn't I do remember going, I just forgot yeah, about it.
0: Frontierland was interesting because that was just me and you. You don't remember that me, you, your mother and father, and we drove all the way there, Morecambe. Morecambe. Oh, is it Morecambe? Yeah, yeah, Morecambe. And we we spent a few a, the the half you know I a do day. I remember yeah. yeah, I remember all these things. Um, God, yeah, it was yeah great time. I think childhood is is the most special time of a person's life, and we must. Talk about your famous success. Most recently, you are now, albeit it's to come, an official member of the Bob Graham Club. Is that what you call it, Matthew? Yeah, I
1: think so, yeah. yeah. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or at least there will be. Soon. How did you
0: come to get an interest in this? You're the same age as me. I imagine you're 36, coming That's up it? 37 soon. Next like year. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm be a lot older. I'm yeah.
1: March. I'm March. What are you? Oh, so still next year.
0: Yeah, what are you? May May, okay yeah. Oh yeah, so You're 36 good. anyway You're younger than me um, just a whippersnapper John Joe Yeah So What brought you into the sport I got into the sport about 28 Quite late You know But when did you When did you get into this This running ballaki How did it take off For you
1: In all, all honesty I hated running Right And I actively avoided it mm. <clears throat> I was one of these Go to the gym and try to get Try and get massive That kind of
0: I recall some of that. Level of
1: sort of exercise. So I actively tried to avoid any sort of cardio. I hated it in school, other than through team sports. But I came to it through um, one of these tough mudders, these obstacle racing. And that's how it started off, because I could break up the running into, uh, well, what, like half a mile sections. Then you've got an obstacle, so you get a bit of a rest. Yeah. In a fashion. What year
0: was that, the first tough mudder for you?
1: 2004. 14 or, yeah, 2014. And Eight then, years ago,
0: you'd have been about 28, 29, same age as me. Yeah, me like, yeah, yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah. when you did your first tough muddy.
1: But then, so, so what's that? About ten? To, that's about 12 miles. And then I did a couple of them. And then that sort of.
0: Never done a tough muddy. Please tell us what's involved.
1: Not, well, you just run around a muddy field more often than not. A circuit with a few obstacles, icy baths, electrocution.
0: I've heard about the electrocution.
1: All these kind of things. So it's a bit of a mixed... Um, you, you, I suppose it's a bit of cross-training. You've just got to train in all sorts of things, like monkey bars and just a more general level of fitness as opposed to just being particularly quick at anything. There were people that went quick and actively competed in Tough Mudders across the world, really.
2: The champi- like the world champions. Yeah, yeah. And like it's that, like yeah. it's
1: taken really quite serious. Mm. Oh, a couple, um, couple, couple of runners who, who
2: participate in that and... Uh, yeah, I've had golds and stuff. That a bit like chance.
0: CrossFit, in a way, sort of. Uh, well, I mean,
1: CrossFit's like, into it. obviously all Olympic lifting, specifically. Is it, yeah? Um, and they really are serious athletes. Mm. Tough one is a bit more of a laugh. Right. Or at least most people, lots of people doing it for charity, or doing it for, I don't know, say your hosp- uh, your works department want to go out and do something for a, a hospice, or something like that, it's, it's more often than not it's it's a bit of a laugh a bit of a
2: yeah I think I did the only one I ever did was I I did one Uh, that was for like the air ambulance or something like that. yeah back in the days when I wasn't really
1: really running well that's it so it was just a way in Um,
0: (coughs) and where did it progress from there then so you'd done your first Tough Mudder in in, uh, 2014
1: so I did one in like 14 15 and then In 2015 I went on, well it ended 2014 I did a winter skills course because I'm quite into climbing and I went on a a weekend residential just on my own and uh, I did a winter skills course in Brennan in uh, Snowdonia and then met a few guys there and we we continued to meet up through that winter so into 2015 and we had the stupid idea of uh, climbing Mont Blanc that year.
0: Where is Mont Blanc? France, Chamonix. Right, yeah. Um, and is that, so, is that one of the biggest mountains? So it's it?
1: the biggest in, would it be Western Europe? Right. Right? Yeah. right. Yeah. So what's it about 18, uh, about fifteen and a half thousand feet or something? Maybe it's bigger. I can't remember. Mm. A big lump anyway. Yeah. But uh, so basically, for that, obviously having never done anything at altitude before, I, I did a bit of reasoning, there was a, a, a gauge of fitness was to. Uh, they said that you should be able to run a half marathon in one forty-five. Mm. So that was it then, it just became, mm-hmm. I needed to be able to run a half marathon, just to give Are You read this in
0: a book, what was the book? Do you, do you recall? It,
1: it, to be honest, it was just like a guide. Uh, so say it was to sign up with a guided company, they they give you some information. I didn't go with a guide, we did this ourselves. Uh, so completely unguided. And so yeah, that, that, that was it, it just became, uh, I don't I don't know that it was like a, any particular book, it was just like a resource, if you will, from a company that would normally sell it as a trip. Yeah.
0: Um, how did you get on with the half marathon
1: it was, it was hell to be honest and, and I mean I really didn't enjoy running still, it was more of a, a means to an end, it was out of necessity that I needed to, do, need to start running and gradually I was getting pains in my knees, I, I knew absolutely nothing about running, you just go out you had no idea of pace, you, most people who start off running they just run as hard as they can yeah. and, and then they're knackered and then they're like I don't know how you can run for any further than that it's because you've gone out guns blazing, haven't you, really? Yeah. And then you're exhausted a mile down the road. And then I started getting various niggles, um, which actually brought my running all the way back, back down to, to zero. And, and in the end, of, through a few referrals, I went through to um, like podiatry and he ended up with an insults because of like overpronation, that kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. And I've worn them ever since. Um, right. But yeah, so that was it, we, we carried on training. All that I remember the longest run prior to that was 11 miles and I I've never been in so much pain in my entire life and it was all on tarmac around like well Billinge way um yeah it, it absolutely crucified me and I was trying to put hills in as well yeah because obviously I was going to go up a big hill um in the Alps so that really did make me think I absolutely dissessed running but anyway because I was training for that I decided to sign up for three half marathons that year Right, yeah. Can
0: you name the three marathon, half marathons that you signed up for?
1: Well, obviously, because I didn't want to do a normal marathon, I signed up for a mountain half, right, right. which is in the Brecon Beacons yeah. uh, up Penny Pennyfan. Um, that was one. I ran another one, which was a sort of tough mud, but it wasn't. Mm. Um, it was it had loads of water obstacles in it. it was hell up north, I think it was called. Right, right. Um, and for the life of me, I can't remember the third one. But that's, so, yeah, so I did quite a few in that year. And then I came back from that, and uh, obviously we went, we went in, we climbed Mont Blanc, we got up and Mont down. Mont
0: Blanc, which, is it This 2016 now, or still 2015?
1: 2015, 2015. yeah, September 2015, I think right. it was uh, yeah. September the 3rd. We did a few other bits and bobs, so I planned all the acclimatisation, but we climbed that, we got back down and... I suppose it gained some uh, momentum. Uh, with tell, the us about,
0: tell us about the climb, you know, how long did it take, uh, what, what did you, you know, just a brief outline of what was involved in that particular, how long did, you know, how many days was it?
1: Um, I mean, you some extremely fit and acclimatised people can actually, I mean, you look at someone like Killian Johnny, and he can run it in a matter of hours, like top to bottom from really the valley, yeah. like if, if you look at the speed record, but. The normal mountaineering route, because bear in mind, you're carrying like crampons and heavy boots and, mm. and gear and ropes. Um, crampons, what are those, sorry? The spiky things for your feet, oh, yeah, so yeah, you can yeah, walk on the yeah. like, glacier. Yeah. So generally, it's two days, you get a train part way up the valley, you can jump off a train, you walk a bit of a bit a, a, a rocky sort of section, you cross a glacier, then you do a rock climb, spend a night in, at, at altitude um, in, in, in a hut, basically. And then you have a nice early alpine start. So, probably two, three o'clock in the morning, uh, you get up, you gear up, and you set off in the dark. And then it's—I mean, I don't know what the guidebook says, and I can't really remember. But I think we we summited that day. There weren't many because the the weather was very poor. We summited about ten p.m. Uh, sorry, ten a.m. that morning. But then the last lift downs five was about five p.m. that day. So we were pretty much delirious and like it. it, it, it we were naive in, in our sort of what we'd, what we'd tried to do with, with it. We'd never done anything like that before and um, underestimated just about everything. But we, we got down just about, and then as you start to lose height, you, it's, it's almost like putting fuel in. You, you gradually feel there's more oxygen in the air, in the air yeah. and it's really really unusual because you've got this splitting headache, your stomach's in absolute tatters. Um, I was popping modium like it was uh, like there were sweets really? because your stomach's just just in, in, in bits and then because you're doing that, you're really nauseous. you can't take any food or water, <laughs> but then your head's killing you because of the altitude, your heart's racing continuously and you're always short of breath. And that's only at like a moderate altitude really. But as you descend, you gained a bit more and sort of we start to pick up the pace. And then when we realised we weren't really going to make the train, we put our foot down really. And so we were literally running off the mountain and we made it with two minutes to spare.
0: Two minutes to spare to catch so this, the train, this train, yeah. Yeah, because and otherwise if missed it was that.
1: probably another four hours at least walking right, okay. down a few thousand feet worth of, of, of very steep walking forested down even hillside. Further, yeah. uh, but instead we had a beer and, uh, and some food back in yes, the valley yeah. so right, how long right did, did it day. take you then sorry how long? a couple did it take? of days really. a couple of days yeah. well
0: yeah and this train was that that particular train were you destined for that train that was the train you wanted up from the start well, uh, from the initial plan
1: yeah we so know. we were always going to come down on one of the trains that afternoon but we only just scraped it for this oh, yeah. this last one but conditions weren't ideal there weren't many people yeah. uh, i think that we we were four of 14 that, that went up that day and temperatures were about minus 25, really high winds, oh, no visibility, uh, like lots of things that you wouldn't normally really go out in the Alps.
0: But you also enjoyed enjoyed it?
1: In a fashion, yeah. It's a lot of suffering. It's a bit of a paradoxical sort of obsession because mm. most of it, most of the training, most of the time that you're climbing, you you high levels of anxiety incredibly high levels of anxiety because ultimately and, and some of the stuff i went on to do in the years that followed mm. it's very high stakes right. and like literally one slip and you're dead right, right. so yeah. you you are under a tremendous amount of like stress and anxiety all the way through add to that you're not sleeping not eating not drinking splitting headaches can't breathe hearts pounding all of these different variables plus you're tied to normally one person who's your partner so either of you go, that's the end of it. Right, yeah. Um,
0: From what I recall, you enjoy that anxiety though, don't you? Uh, From childhood, <laughs> I recall your mother saying he needs to be like on the bikes you were wanting to do oh, yeah. wheelies off the edge of-, of uh, Jumping off like Leg of mutton. <laughs> <laughs> Making jumps. So you, you, and, yeah. even though on the one hand it, it is, but you're seeking that adrenaline, what is it?
1: Well, it is adrenaline, isn't it, really? And, I mean, I have talked about it before. It, it's I think I I look for this complete, like immersive experience that distracts me from everything else going on in the world and my life, and uh, and I, and I crave that distraction. That because it's almost is that like mindfulness? Freedom. Is that what they're calling mindfulness? Well, I suppose it is. It's my version of of meditation.
0: Yeah, yeah. I
1: can't sit and meditate no, no way I can no. barely sit and watch the TV or read a book that mm. kind of thing yeah, but yeah, for yeah. me I can switch my brain off because I'm so when focused on you're on the on, edge of a cliff on the <laughs> edge of a cliff essentially yeah <laughs> and that sort of that's where the well we can go into it but where the fell running sort of side of things come in because mm. because running on running on a road in reality the terrain doesn't change a great deal you've not got roots and rocks and drops and mm. things like that that change Mm. Whereas in the mountains, the terrain's constantly changing. And so you get again this sort of focused, immersive experience where everything else, you're only in that moment, you forget about everything else yeah. going on.
0: I appreciate that. So, any questions at this stage, Matthew? No, nothing, yeah. So, we're going <coughs> to, you've climbed Mont Blanc, mm. you've had a whirl of a time, wink, wink. <laughs> and um, your next challenge now, 20, what we're going into, 20. Sixteen or,
1: yeah, twenty sixteen. And you were the group.
0: How big is this group? Sorry, there's four of us. And you, there's only these four are the of original us. group that you met. Yeah. On a, what was that again? You met the So it's
1: like a residential winter skills course, and, and you've I got located that on. So I was a, a member of the British Mountaineering Council, and it was a subsidised really, course, and really. it was like a weekend residential yeah. just before Christmas. And these guys had done the same; they'd got on the course. None of us knew each other. We just mm. sort of exchanged numbers and met up a few times and you became and friends that was it with and we were very close friends yeah. yeah and um
0: so come on tell us about you next
1: i mean the following expedition. year it was nothing in nothing that i can actually I, we did do some still 4000 meter peaks but nothing that i think was nothing that was ever really on my agenda and i never had an agenda to begin with i never saw myself going down this line the first time I bought a set of crampons, I said to the guy in the shop, "Like, oh, those ones are overkill. I only need some for walking in the win- yeah. in yeah, the winter yeah. in the UK." Mm. Um, and I immediately started going down this path of more, gradually more technical stuff.
0: Take this opportunity before before I forget, you, um, in regards to gear, Moon the company Moonshine, which it's not pot gene, it's not liquor. It's not a heavy-duty alcohol, it's actually a sponsor of yours. Tell us about this sponsor of Moonshine.
1: So I'm an ambassador for, uh, it's just a Liverpool-based company actually, and they they make sunglasses, so Moonshine, uh, Moonshine Iowa, they make some other bits and bobs, hoodies, uh, hats and ski goggles actually. So basically they were a couple of snow sports instructors think they're based in Crosby. Crosby, yeah. yeah. Um, and they, over the years, obviously, they've, they've needed a requirement for uh, lots of, for light sunglasses themselves, really, but ones that perform well in areas like ski resorts and, and at sea as well. So they decided to set up a business of uh, using recycled plastics or second use plastics that can be anything. They they tend to recover plastics from the sea and and then get them reformed. So everything they make is completely second use, uh, but actually still really high quality, good performance stuff. So and you can vouch
0: for that performance because you've got a pair of them.
1: I've got several pairs, yeah, for sort of various different, various different things. So I've got they do some floating ones for uh, which are very handy because I myself have lost quite a lot paddleboarding. Uh, so they got oh. some floating sunglasses. Um, don't ask me how they make them. Some mm. injectable mold. Um, but again, all, it's all entirely um second uh, like second use plastic. And uh, but yeah, different different ones for different sort of different sort of scenarios.
0: So a big shout out there to Moonshine, based in Crosby.
1: We think. We think. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm sure it is because no, I. Nothing. I've, I've looked at that before. Crosby, yeah. Um, sorry for interrupting you with that, but I didn't want to miss out on that. You were talking about cramp- your first pair of crampons,
1: yeah, spiky things. So, I mean, after that year, and 20- where,
0: where did you go for them, by the way? Because the only ski shop I know is that place near Garz.
1: Oh no on. No, no. I don't know if yeah. that's still a way it's still going, is it? Um, uh, go outdoors. Outdoors. Yeah. Go outdoors. Not. I'm not asking you to go outdoors. <laughs> I just mean the shop. <laughs> um.
0: <laughs> there's a shop called Outdoors. You'd go reckon, outdoors. Did recommend, Go Outdoors. Go right? Outdoors. And where, where's the nearest uh, one? Wiggin. Wiggin. One in
1: Warrington. There's loads. Right. In fact, there's one, Liverpool Way, I think. Mm. Um, but they go, through, they, I mean, they do all sorts. Right. All of your, uh, all of your sports, even if you're into horse riding. I'm not vouching for Go Outdoors there, by the way.
0: And you said to the gentleman, I don't want these particular, the, to, to exp- I'm only going to climb that that small hill over there, but then actually you... you
1: Well, it was more that they were were a bit too, they were overkilling, that they were too technical for what I thought I'd be doing. So I wanted some sort of lesser, less aggressive ones because I thought I'd just be doing some walking. But yeah, quickly, it escalated, shall we say. Um, and Mont Blanc was a massive learning curve, made lots of mistakes, and, and from then on I sort of planned everything meticulously.
0: Would you ever go back to Mont Blanc, or would, would you say that's been and done, I'm never going to go back again? What, what's your. So, so you, I on mean, that?
1: I climb in the area, the Mont Blanc Massif is, is an entire range of mountains, and so Mont nice. Blanc itself I would climb, but via a more difficult route. Right, right. Um, yeah. I climbed like the normal route up uh, called the Gouta route. Probably right. saying that wrong.
0: When you say well, normal, me. you mean uh, most people would attempt first time this particular way.
1: Normally, with, normally with the guys. Or, yeah. Normally with the guys. So the French government have just recently closed the route again um, because the, the, of the the one I went to. The, gun, the gun, Gunter. Gouter, Gouter, yeah, something you know. like that. I don't speak French, <laughs> so um, <laughs> they uh, they've closed it again because of um, well. It's, it's all, everyone's blaming global warming, the permafrost which stitches all the rocks together is melting and so all the rocks are detaching from, from the mountain. Mm. Um, th- there was a very poor winter and so there wasn't much snow, there wasn't much precipitation and so that normally protects the glacier, it acts like a, like a, a reflective jacket and so the glacier doesn't melt underneath. There wasn't much snow, the glaciers are melting, all of this permafrost is melting and so the rocks are falling down and it turns basically this route into a massive bowling alley, um, and people and it are dying. Kills, di- kills people. countless people. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So
0: people are dying on, on this mountain on what yearly basis? So
1: yeah, I mean uh, that th- that year that I climbed. They'd only opened it a week before because six had died. Jeez. And it's in one space you have to run this gauntlet, basically. It's called the Death Couloir. Oh God. <laughs> or the Grand the Grand Couloir, but uh, but they call it the Death Couloir. And and we're talking huge boulders falling hundreds of feet, thousands of feet. This is
0: where you become quite mindful. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah.
1: So so the so the, yeah, so the um, I mean, yeah, it's a normal route, but you still have to be um, I suppose trained enough that you you know what you're doing you know how to use ropes and gear and route finding because you're still crossing glacier and there's still fall potential people die all the time so but that was the I suppose the start because that was quite a mild climb but yeah in the in the years that followed it I mean the Matterhorn was the next big one uh, which was 2017
0: the Matterhorn come on tell me where that again. is yeah, I've, I've heard of it so
1: you get it to it largely from it? Zermatt in Switzerland. Switzerland, sorry, yeah, yeah. If you was ever to draw a picture of a mountain, that's the Matterhorn. It's probably the most photographed mountain in the world. Right. but it's also based on the percentages of deaths, the most deadly mountain in the really? world. Really? Yeah. Yeah. The
0: Matterhorn. Yeah.
1: And that's so that's a different mountain that's climbed from top to bottom. There's no walking <laughs> involved. Um, so that that was um, uh, that was an experience. That was a very very long day.
0: Could you take Matthew on this uh, mountain trail? <laughs> I might be able to win the Saint Helens Tank. <laughs> you you, you take him with with you. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably won't come back. <laughs> I know Matthew's itching to talk about running. Yeah, let's get on and, to it. Uh, we must. I uh, know oh because we could spend. But, we, day but we, we, we'll climbing. quickly move on. Come on, but you know, be uh, Matterhorn. What was next? And then, so when, the next, what is the fell running. The next, like? well, the next, but, the know. next
1: big one was the Eiger, and that was my dream. Where was where is the Eiger? So the Eigers again in Switzerland. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the Eiger is steeped in history. You're not, going, not there going there for the chocolate because they apparently make the best chocolate. Excellent yeah. chocolate, but I would actually say the Belgians do better chocolate. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, get yourself to Bruges. And,
0: what did you yeah. say, Matthew? Yeah, yeah Oh, I thought the Swiss were the best. No, it's fantastic.
1: Really? Although they do have lots of lint shops very high up in these uh, expensive lists that you can get to the top, to these viewing stations they have.
0: Right, lint is that Swiss chocolate? Or yeah. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They
1: do them little balls.
0: The balls, yeah. But they're not fur trade, though, are they, those balls? Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. Speaking about balls. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) No, we laugh because in all seriousness, uh, Michael, Mr. Lucas, is a clinical vascular uh, scientist. That's the one. And And one of our most... We can go back
2: to uh, episode three of the podcast. What was that? little little call back there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and the testicular testimony, which is one of our... Uh, most revered episodes and i didn't know i was in the company of an expert you know and i asked a few questions about um, problems with the testicles
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh, my good friend has explained um, and it, it it it's it cuds and shuds and, and and regarding that He's, would you like to talk about um, your incompetent uh, balls <laughs> <laughs> Go on, yeah, why not?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We digress again from running.
0: (laughs) We must get back onto the subject of running. Leaving my balls behind me, um, (laughs) and those balls on that particular mountain, the bowling alley. Um, Where are we in this story? (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> we, 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 we were chocolate. trying to find where the running came into things but to be honest I've lost myself
0: we um, must get to the running so you've cl- you go into the Eiger
1: so the Eiger was my ultimate goal and something from being a ch- from a child There's, it's steeped in history and it, it and it's was, got
0: Linds chocolate balls at the, the top you can
1: get chocolates. there is chocolate <laughs> available and beer
0: that can't be a serious mountain. You get so far when you find a shop that's not No, it's not a
1: shop there, but either way. So that, that, was, that was where I was sort of headed in, my, in, the, in the short term. But um, in order to be fit for all of these climbs that I was doing, the, the running sort of stayed with me, basically. Because I just found it was the best way to keep really? hill fitness. Really. Interesting. Um, and Can that, you
0: appreciate that, Matthew? You 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 see that? That's another yeah, a cardiovascular
2: sort of yeah. point, which obviously is what you sort of need to go to go up the mountains and stuff like. Cause especially yeah. when you're going up to altitude and things, you know, you need your. You of rational system to so be working efficiently and-, and that
0: was the advice that was being given and you were taking that because you, you've already said it was it a, a common sort of advice that was given or was it just on that one pamphlet that you read it was
1: just one thing I read one Im- initial all, thing yeah. yeah and I didn't follow that to the like
0: the nth degree or, yeah, yeah like
1: I just I, I just tried my best to be sort of around that level of fitness because you're not ever going you, you, you're generally out for long 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 periods of time like 13, 14 hours isn't unusual. Um, this is in a climb. Yeah, yeah and yeah. but obviously you're at altitude, you're moving extremely slow, but your heart is working as if you're like almost like sub maximal. Right. In okay. reality, yeah. and you can feel it like you are you, shallow breathing constantly, you've, and you can feel your heart racing. And so, the, run, so the running, you you're, you're now
0: running. You're running more. You've put this as a part of your training to, to make things easier when you're out doing the, the thing. Yeah, exactly. Taking on the Eiger in Switzerland. That's how you pronounce it. it is. Uh, and you're running. How are you finding this running, which you don't really enjoy? Is it becoming more enjoyable? Oh no, or? so so
1: that sort of that I started to the, my relationship with running changed in a, a couple of years ago, I guess, and and it, I became quite reliant on it. I found that this sort of this this meditation type thing that was talking about this mindfulness that it, it helped me step away from just other aspects of my life from work from like relationships that kind of thing that were breaking down or just any sort of stress in my life and it's easy to run isn't it like you can just you can put your trainers on and you can go out, out can't yeah. you um whereas the climbing's obviously it's a bit more inaccessible and often relies on other people well the running i don't need to rely on anybody do i i can just do it myself and mm. and so it became it became i became reliant on it I a guess. therapy so yeah so. it was yeah. it's therapy and I, and it still remains like now as a therapy for me really but I do enjoy it and that, but I enjoy it by sort of being in the mountains and being on more and more technical technical ground because I sometimes now throw in moderate rock climbs into into my runs if I'm in the hills but I try to train like my long runs are always in the mountains always
0: hmm and and can you tell me about some of these events that you see then you, you've gone into sort of fell racing have you some of a little
1: bit yeah so, I run for Boland Fell Runners, and I suppose I joined Boland because it was the only proper fell club. So, there's. Right, there's, there's where, where, sort of, where is
0: where is Boland Fell? Do you know where that is, Matthew?
1: So.
2: No, uh, well, mm-hmm. I, I was going to say sort of towards the lakes, sort of. So, so, so you've lakes, got the
1: Lake District's obviously northwest, sort of big clump of mountains there. Right, yeah. Come more into the middle, and you've got like the Yorkshire Dales. Come below the Yorkshire Dales, you've got a big, another sort of. National park, if you will, um, which is which is the forest of Boland, but it's a huge area. Right, right, but it's largely it's not it is quite it's hilly. It's not mountainous. It's hilly, but it's it's largely um, open moorland and like peat, peat and heather. So it's a really boggy, boggy, damp place. Mm. um So I joined them because, like I say, that was a proper. It was the only proper fell club. There's quite there's sort of arms of trail and fell off a few of the other clubs like uh, Lostock in Bolton Lostock I've heard of Lostock at Athletics Club yeah Yeah. so they have a branch like an arm Mm -hmm. of of sort of fell running and a few of the other clubs do but really
0: Horwich do, do they not do something no? I'm not sure they do.
1: I just don't know. I mean, it just like I said, I wanted it to Rivens be a isn't it? It's probably. A, a you you stu- definitely stu- have you done Rivington Park yeah? I mean, that's I mean, so, that's so, so. Rivie's my sort of Rivington Belmont Darwin that neck of the woods is my I suppose my local training yeah. ground. Uh, so my midweek runs are, are often that way. Have um, you done?
0: Have you done the the. Uh, what do you call mm-hmm. it historic Rivington yeah, Pike, pike, pike r- yeah. Fell Race, which is only short for you, yeah. Ben, it, but it is it's yeah. up to the three, Pike and that three, three miles, miles yeah. yeah. And uh, it was and earlier this year, wasn't it? You, have you done it's that?
1: No, I was eight eight. away somewhere yeah. or I was training for something, I can't remember. Ron Hill, who um,
0: you heard of, Ron Hill, yeah, yeah, he course. won it
1: three times. Did he? Three times, three times. Three like yeah. There, yeah. I but did. He's not got the record though. What was it? There was the two lads fell race up there, which is just. A further, a bit of a across the way from the pike. Right, two is they call it the two lads? Two lads is the hill, which has got like a, a double mound of stones mm. on top, right. and that's another. That's a similar one, pretty much up and down. I mean, fell running in its purest form. That is it. It's it's straight up, straight down, as fast as you can, and as direct as you can. So if you're good at running through open moorland, then. Brilliant. Mm. If you're not very good at that, then you might have to take a longer route just to avoid the rough ground. That's that's fell running in its purest form. It's, I did, carry I, I, nothing. I, I did the pike
0: race once, Yeah, I finished seventh, and as I, I was coming back <clears throat> down the, the pike, and I thought, one mistake here, like, cause the, I could go over and and, yeah. and I could be finished here, you know, cause yeah. it, you've got to let go. You've got to, to have any chance of sticking with these guys, you've got to be going running down that hill. Uh, Full oh, throttle, yeah. you know, as and, and, hard I, as you can. and I think the only th- it's experience, isn't it, really? Because yeah, I, think I didn't, can. I, I did, didn't, I felt a bit, and I, I had to <clears> let <throat> myself run down. But again, going up, going up the hill is mm. is exp- you need that. Um, yeah, yeah. my uncle Neil. Strength. My won it once. Did he at yeah, Neil oh, yeah. smart. Neil's smart smart yeah, any, He
2: uh, he he beat. Uh, he came past the the leaders as they were going through a style. Going down, oh, going down yeah, the hill, yeah, yeah. down. He was a steeple international steeplechaser so he wow, just yeah, he yeah. just left the barrier and went past <laughs> him on the barrier. <laughs> uh, Incredible! <laughs>
1: he did. It. That's it. There's no rules or regulations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fell running. It's just. Yeah no holds barb
0: <laughs> I recently did the um, the Horrick Horrick Hill
1: series I think the last one's this is there, or is it, it is it's Wednesday. on Wednesday so I recommend that to you I've, I've done it a few times yeah. in the past it's is just been gonna, a few years
2: are you going to go do it as your recovery from racing tomorrow's track race no
0: I won't be doing no. it so, uh, what happened well, I won the series in 2019 oh did you and I went back last month and I, I managed to win uh, this particular race and um, I handed the trophy <laughs> back and I, I, that was my plan I was, I was delighted but maybe you wouldn't call that a fell race, though, would you? Is no. it a bit too... It, it is classed as a fell I, I, race. I, I, no, it is I think it is quite yeah. fell-like.
1: I mean, it's, it's largely not You have done that before. I've done it... I did it a couple of years' worth um, of them, yeah. I say, I say baby fell. Yeah. That's right.
2: Baby
0: fell. Baby, baby fell. Maybe that's what it is. I mean, <laughs> a have a hill, you done the Parbold hill race? Because that's a similar... No. It's a well, similar. that's long-standing,
1: isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's got a wrong hill. Is that the one where you face-planted over... That's yeah, yeah. Over the hedge. Not over the hedge, over a bale. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, well, there is no, a uh, there's
0: a there's a point there where um you can there's a cameraman and all that you know and people jump over and they go like lardy da you know they put their arms in the but I I actually had a, a problem because it was the fiftieth fifty first what was it fiftieth 50th. fiftieth 50th, yeah <laughs> I won that I was delighted to win that um, I don't always win them you know it's 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 nice to win isn't it well, you know it's not often but um, I was winning and this old fella I didn't realise he, he was the initial founder of, of the, that particular he organised the first one yeah. and he, they'd set him off an hour in front and he was just jogging a lot like you know and he was right near the fence and they said M- if you listen to one of the videos there's a couple of videos circulating but watch your back Harry and he just carries on and then I try to go round him and as I go around him, I put my foot on the fence oh, okay. and it slides and then I go right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see the pictures. Obviously,
1: the cameraman was well-placed, wasn't
0: he? Well, they're always there for the pictures, but what would you class that type of race as? It's I similar to Harry. It's, it's, it's to a
1: bit more
2: multi-terrain, that one, because yeah. sure. it's about it's about six and a half miles, just under seven miles, but it's pretty much even split between road well, and the trail. Some of, of that... The section, you start on the road well you start on the field and you go onto the road for a good bit then you are onto the, where Horrock Hill really starts on okay. that track there you do have and some then you right, come yeah. back and you run up Parbold Hill on the, on the road again oh, sort of thing mm. and so there's it's, it's more
1: multi-terrain that one yeah, really it, it, it's organi- like a trail I'd call it then I guess is it, yeah, maybe it's it. a hilly trail well, you need trail, to try that a and tell us hilly what trail. you think it is,
0: yeah. but the Nubra Nubra Nomads organiser, I think yeah. they're the greatest organisers of races £12 pounds for four races Oh, it's not bad. There's Harrick Hill well, Hill's there. Twelve pounds series,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, yeah, it's only four pound on the day. Yeah. Now you and get, you get a veg box if you win. them. Yes, it.
0: you do in your age category, which I think is lovely. So all the all the the categories, which are like forty to 45, yeah. 45 they all get female, male, and female. And they get potentially a prize, so they've yeah. all got something to compete for. <laughs> yeah. Maybe so, if
1: I hit forty I might be in the running for the veg box Well one you're not day. far off now, are you? I know, yeah. that's it. That's it.
0: <laughs> the male veterans have gone down to thirty five, haven't they? But yeah. the, the oh, great you No, know, they don't the hours, great don't. I was gonna say yeah. the great thing about Fell association is that they're quite stick traditionally the society, they stick with oh, what, yeah. what common sense and they say, Well, well I'd call it common sense. I think thirty five, you're not a veteran, you know, but forty.
1: Yeah, so it's still... You so guys. they brought it
0: down, they brought the male category down to 35 in athletics, didn't I they? Think. In yeah. running, yeah, 35, to, to, in line with the women. And what was the reason? So that women could have children. I
2: think it was just in line with the women.
0: Or stay in the sport, that was it. So the then... W- women were vet- already veterans at 35, okay. and, and the idea being to keep them in the sport, I think that was the reason
1: and so, so what is a, a category now for 35 to 40 in
0: in uh, athletics yes over the, you, 35 so to win, 40 so
1: John, Joe's, John Joe's
2: a vet I'd like to Are run I'd like to he run. races on the track and stuff like that and he's power of 10
0: Yeah, I'd like to run for Ireland as a, yeah. the, in November as a veteran oh
1: right okay I don't
0: particularly see myself as a veteran but you know you've got to take opportunities I mean it's an interesting word isn't it
1: a veteran like it suggests, well, it's first, like well, it's, decades worth of. Yeah. Well,
2: it's changed now, actually, is not it? It's not veteran anymore. What's they still the rebranded word? it. Have they? Is it, it not
1: just seniors? Or no, it's masters no. now. It's oh, it's masters. Yeah. Oh, my mum hates. I'm a master. <laughs> Playing <laughs> golf. <a> master, yeah. <laughs> Golden <laughs> yeah.
2: girls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my mum doesn't like masters. She, she, she doesn't like it. She it was being vets. She doesn't like it. So I think I it's because of the US. I think the US made it change because vets, obviously, to the US is a. It's a different term, isn't it? For it's more for those served in the armed forces. Oh, so okay. yeah. Um, hmm. I don't think they liked vets being makes used sense. and things, so it, yeah, it ended up being changed to masters. That makes sense. It's probably another reason why anyone doesn't like it because it came from the US. Americans, yeah. God, so, yeah. God love them.
0: God love them. <laughs> the uh... <laughs> So anyway, moving forward, um this tale of yours, um where are we? Where are we in the show? where are we you're, you're running more you've taken on certain challenges uh, That you've joined this club Boland yeah uh, so what do you call them again sorry Boland
1: Fell Runners yeah. so the reason yeah. the other reason I joined Boland how was, often do you train with them though well you don't really okay. this is the thing you do you do do training sessions but obviously a lot of them are based around Lancaster uh, and that neck of the woods really so it's a bit far for me it's about an hour if I wanted to go for a training have session have you ever been for a training session with them? I have but then the, the I went for like the hillier session. They do do uh, like a speed session, uh, all, I think on a Monday along on along Lancaster Canal.
0: I wonder what's involved in a, a speed session with a fell running club because that's well, be different. Well, it's
1: the same thing. Is I mean, had? I mean, well, I mean, so there's some of the spaces these fell runners can move at is. is are they running up hills though? Or what what are they doing? Uh, on the fell session, it's on the flat, uh, the sorry, the speed sessions on the flat. on right, the canal. Right. On uh, the, yeah. But then they do a Wednesday like fell session, which is just circuits they're not they're not efforts or anything like that what do you mean by a circuit sorry well just a sort of circular you know a loop for example and a varying degrees if they've got enough people they might categorize it into uh, like i don't know like slow and medium and fast runners if you will um so if there's enough people turning up and then you just run run loops of, of something in particular um now, if you again, varying distances, really. If
0: you've hardly ever trained with this club, what what do you gain from being a member?
1: You're just affiliated with the club, and so mm. it, it's quite nice actually when you're running a fell race because although people don't know your name, the supporters on the course people will say, "Come on, Boland, or I don't know, "Come on, Sutton," that kind of thing. Because yeah. so they don't know your name, but they know the club vest. Yeah, so and mean. so it does it does give you a bit of encouragement on the way,
0: and also information that they send to you potentially about well you know what's I mean, going
1: on that's it yeah i mean you stay in the loop of different races and you do meet people from time to time and you car share and things like that just because obviously we're often traveling up to the lake district because that's where most of the fell racing is um, i mean you can travel like wales and scotland as well they've got their own governing bodies though separately so we as the fra the fell running association but then there's a welsh version and a scottish version um so yeah, it's just nice to be sort of part of a, a bit of a community and 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 I, on my Bob Graham round, I actually asked. I had three guys from my club um, who give their time up to help me on my round as well. And
0: tell you, you're going to come to this Bob Graham round now because this is uh, your most recent achievement, or or are we, have we got no, some? no,
1: that's it really. I so mean, this
0: book, tell us about the book because we want to know. Uh, Feet in the clouds was written by
2: uh, Ashworth. Matthew, uh, he,
0: he's been uh, out for a out run, for so he's a bit tired, a bit tired. I've done 15 today. <laughs> anyway,
2: at 10 this morning, 5 this afternoon. I'm marathon training, so. <laughs> Chester. No, London. Oh, I'm in i the 23rd fastest in the elite field. I'm the 23rd slowest in the elite field, however you want to look at it.
1: That's mm. our full. Yeah. 23rd fastest. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, not the best weather to be training today, either. It's been a bit... Bit damp. Yeah.
2: Well I, well, I went out and did treadmill for the oh, the, okay. the second run oh, of the fight. treadmills out. eh? God,
1: <laughs> don't get me started on them. No, no. <laughs> not no, a fan. Not for us real men, eh? Yeah, that's <laughs> a, yeah.
0: not a fan. <laughs> Bob Graham, round this is this is the big juicy point that I suppose um, at least purists and and runners are, and fell they want to hear your story about. What went into this? The preparation. What? Who is Bob Graham? You know, there's so many questions here. Uh, come on, reveal the story to us, will you?
1: So a bloke called Bob Graham. Graham. <laughs> <laughs> a bloke called Bob. Uh, I hope tell you this is the story. By the way, I don't know if this is true.
0: It must be gone. It, it's gotta be, hasn't
1: it? Um, sat in the pub one day with his pals. In, uh, in Keswick actually, yeah, yeah. Keswick in the North Lakes hmm. and
0: the uh What year was this by the way? Can you approximately Ooh, you know?
1: 1930 something.
0: Really? No yep. I didn't realise it was that, yeah 30s yeah. Something around that time I think. Yeah.
1: And uh, basically the, the sort of, over the years there'd been this 24 hour record in the Lake Districts and initially it stood at like three peaks in 24 hours because people just didn't think it was possible People didn't run in the mountains. They just walked in the hills. What's
0: involved if you go, you know, in a race, three peaks? Does that mean you hit one and what you have to go down so far? What's, um, you know?
1: Not necessarily. It's just that it's got its own independent sort of name, I guess. Mm. Um, so Because the, the, the summits vary, like the, dist- uh, the drops between them vary depending on which part of the Lake District you're in and which sort of range that you're in. But basically, Bob was in the pub with his pals and he... Um, after a few days, they, they 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 sort of they, they had some ideas of how many peaks they might be able to hit in twenty four hours, and Bob was turning forty two, and or he was forty two, and he decided that uh, he was gonna that forty two was the was the magic number, Go and, on, and, and yeah. so he, that was it, so that was a seed planted, and so obviously he was a fell runner, but um at, at the time, and and he set out, and and at the time they didn't really have, they were literally like I think hammering stuff like studs through the. The leather boots like almost running football boots i guess right. leather, leather shoes that kind of thing and eating whatever they could get was
0: this unheard of at the time running up and down mountains or
1: no no fell running existed
2: you know well predates a lot of like the the i mean obviously athletics goes back to the ancient olympics but on the track and sort of thing in a way but the current olympics and stuff like that and fell running predated that you know you had to. Mm. Um, because you, you had the, the amateur, the way you had the professional side of it where people would would bet on, you know, how quick it would take
1: someone to run up and, and down the mountainside or something like yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's true, but the, 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 they say that a lot of people, a lot of shepherds, it came from shepherds and that shepherds would compete for work yeah. and it was the fastest one who could get to the top and down. Right. Would get, yeah. would win oh, the, yeah. would, would get the job, basically. There's,
2: there's a lot of it in, in, in Feet in the Clouds, but it's, it's been... Uh, it's, it's, Probably coming on close on 10 years since I last read, since I read that book. So. I
0: tried reading it, but I did get fed up with, with maybe just the. the <laughs> Richard lot. Asquith, that's who wrote it. R- yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> His name,
2: first name came out to him.
0: Mm, yeah. He was in a famous band as well, wasn't he? That's someone else. Oh, yeah. yeah. not sure. The Verve, I think. It's
2: upstairs. Anyway,
0: but... anyway um, 42 <laughs> Peaks in the same area. What, yeah, forty-two. His age was forty-two, but how did he manage to to come up with forty-two? You know, did he did he miss one out? Could he have had forty-three?
1: Not necessarily, because there are a few out and backs, and obviously it was all about mm. what he thought he could cover within a twenty-four hour period. Because oh, so he was so you, for a record. you're
0: hitting the same peak more than once? No, 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 no. That doesn't no. Out and back. So there's a
1: couple of out and back bits where you've just got to tag a peak and come, and then you have to backtrack a little bit then to get onto the next one. Oh, I see you, there's I see some you outliers, know. if you will, which is yeah. technically part of the same ridge line. Cause a lot of the peaks, like on on one of the legs, leg like two for example, it's just a big long ridge line and you sort of zigzag your way, tagging the peaks as you go, but then there's a couple which are almost detached from that. And right, so you've yeah, got yeah, to yeah. sort of go out to get it. So we so could
0: keep, have had forty three if you'd have gone detached another one, you know, if he yeah, wanted to. Yeah. That, when you see well, that, do you see that when you go along, do you see like there's additional ones that you could have used? Not really. No. No. no.
1: Because because the lines that because in order to get it in twenty four, the lines that people use are very so that we're talking pathless terrain, it's self navigators. Mm. Um you you carry in your own food and water or at least you support crew yeah. are um and so there's optimal lines. Um, if you start to deviate from these lines, then the distance goes up exponentially, um, right, right, and, okay. and therefore your time is eaten away, and you'll never make it. And if you don't hit the the 42, which are part of the round, then you've not done it. And, and yes. if you're one second over 24, then you may as well have not done it.
0: Hmm. Interesting. In my did mind. you did you lose any time? Uh, you know, within this course, that uh, you know, did you? You know, you say there's a point. Of um, the shortest route is it really, or you know the point? Yeah. Did you go off that line?
1: So I had the character building weather, shall we say, and and you told that no matter what you read, it says never set off a Bob Graham in bad weather, and I had apocalyptic weather, um, and you set off in a ap- in, in zero visibility, <laughs> high winds, torrential rain, um, and so. And why did you why did you make that decision? I mean, there had been a lot of time. When I said about the uh, uh, about the climbing, it, in in the same way, it's it's really there's a lot of anxiety around it. There's a lot of pressure that that you're putting on yourself basically. And they had been it'd been so long coming. This the, the amount of time I'd com- committed to it mm. just to uh, just to train. I've got people. i had most of my support crew came from Scotland. It was costing them uh, to be there, like right, obviously yeah. for fuel, yeah. for accommodation, yeah. time off work. Right. Yeah. Totally um, the yeah. amount I. Put together all the logistics. So, like, just the logistics takes months, and you've got people you t- you swapping people because every single summit, in order for it to be a legitimate attempt, has to be witnessed. Um, logistics. What, what, what is that?
0: Is that um, when you say logistics? You're talking about everything that you're carrying, or so uh,
1: everything that you're carrying, your yeah. nutrition. Where are you going to get water? So you uh, you supplied you
0: supplied your your crew with all you paid for all that
1: no so they'll supply their own food and drink i mean i'll mm. have stuff it but I, you, you've got people who are constantly at road support and they've got to drive round all day and they're constantly oh, yeah, yeah. watching i have a schedule which is planned to the minute even your rests are down I had like four minutes here and seven minutes here and in a, in a 24 hour period i mean I, I didn't even stop at one of the, one of one of on the last rest stop because I was short on time. You were
0: worried. Well, you you got twenty three sixteen, so you had 45, 44 I did, but
1: prior to that, so in, in about the last 15 to 20 miles, I made up, uh, I, I was actually about 44 minutes behind schedule. Behind, so that behind, would have meant over 24 hours? No, so it would have still been under, oh. but I didn't like to have, be By so close like to like the wire, because hill, anything yeah. could have happened, like yeah. anything, and I wasn't eating very well either, which is another no no when it comes to ultra endurance I just wasn't eating anything why, why not I just couldn't stomach it and I think it was just uh, I, I'm not a big eater and I think I'm quite well adapted to not eating mm. Um, they call it fat adapted I guess don't they and and, and, and and I'm just used to not eating really and I did try and I, I basically all my support crew just carried food around all day for me had, <laughs> you pra- had, you,
0: had you practiced this route previous to the day
1: so a couple of years worth of practicing it and right, the way yeah. the Bob Graham works, it's this sort of weird community where you support other people on their rounds yeah. in order to get to know the round. And yes. you go out and recce it yourself. Yes. And you start to re- reread read up as much information as you can. You practice different lines. You find what works for you. And so it was a couple of years so specifically those, to yeah. that in the making. Those
0: people that, you, that have um, supported you, you'll perhaps support them in the future or you've already supported them.
1: So a couple of them, yeah. So a couple of guys uh, I supported last year, both on successful attempts.
0: How many um, generally did, does a person have in a crew? Or is there a, no particular number? You can have as many as you
1: want. It's... The, the sort of ethics, I suppose, around the Bob Graham is that you shouldn't really have more than two people per leg just to reduce the wear and tear on the fells. Um, right. Because, like I say, we're running in places which aren't, these nice paths that the National Trust are trust are making, and they're asking people to stay on. We're taking like direct, like B lines through open melt, open fell, uh, and so ultimately it will wear it down. And there are scars like forming through the mountains that that are solely responsible because of the Bob Graham round. And, and does that make it, it, it easier?
0: Those scars are making it, it
1: easier. It's, it certainly will have been easier from compared to the the, the guys that the established it. I mean, in this past couple of years because racing hasn't happened a lot of people are turning to the likes of the bob graham the bob graham wasn't really on anyone's agenda mm-hmm. uh, unless you was really into the fell running mm-hmm. scene or yeah. you lived in the lake district or nearby nobody did the bob graham mm-hmm. but you've got a lot of people coming up from down south now i mean ultra running's becoming more and more yeah. popular isn't it now yeah. uh, everyone seems to be into ultra running and trail running and, and i suppose it's just the nut- it, for a lot of people it's it's just a tick I mean for me it meant a lot more like it really meant a lot to me um, and I don't well, know why I Just
0: When you set out on that particular day which is most recent when was it sorry the. the July
1: 1st 11.30pm I started.
0: July the 1st so we're going back only uh, not even two months. Yeah. yeah. And you, you successfully went under the 24 hours um, on that particular day. I forgot what I was going to say now, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> you, you'd prepared, uh, that was the question. So you're setting off and, in a apop- apocalyptic conditions. Yeah. Um, and what well, I was saying, it, not to call the whole thing off, could you not have waited a couple of hours or did you have to go then? you know that's, That was one question. And the other question was, uh, you'd taken two years of preparation. Did you know this? Off by heart? Did you like, no. you know, exactly where you were going, or were no. you confused? Because uh, to be honest, I, I get lost in races and they're, they're, they've got volunteers stood around, you know.
2: Including the St. Ellen's Park run, I remember.
0: Yeah, every, everywhere I go, you know, because I, te- I kind of just get lost in my own head, you know, and I'm, I'm not mm. like a were really. And unless I have to think about something. If you've got volunteers yeah. pointing at you out, you just shouldn't need to think, should you? You wouldn't think. Did you, what, what was your, did you, you know, do you have like a, a map in your mind?
1: I, I knew a lot of it off by heart like there was there was no like a doubt about it there were mm. certain bits where i would rather take lead myself mm. than, than just run the risk of somebody else leading it but obviously as the day progresses you get more and more tires you've not slept bear in mind like so you've not slept since the morning of so i start at 11 30 p.m so i'd only slept that morning so by the time you are finished you're nearly like two days of no sleep or whatever so God. You're at, so so you so yeah. you don't you're not thinking straight. You're obviously depleted in like in every possible way. You're depleted mentally as well. And if you if you're chasing the clock, which I felt it was, that in itself is just you're exhausted just from the mental sort of mm. a- a- anxiety of the whole day. And then if it so I, you asked before about did I lose any time, and I did, um, like I lost quite a bit of time because of various different things because. Even in the first leg, I went 30 minutes behind schedule because I, I had to, the, the way I wanted to go, I wanted to be quite traditional. And I wanted to descend something called Halls Fell Ridge, which is a, a graded scramble, which becomes lethal in, in the wet. And, and, and add to that zero visibility, I was having to cover my head torch so that I could see the outline and then try and pick my way down this fell if you you could fall off and you you're a goner if you go off either side. Two of my support crew just were not comfortable. But I then had a felt responsible for them. So I had to wait, but I was getting extremely cold. So even within that first leg, that first sort of I expected to do it in like three hours forty five for the first block, that was about four twenty. So automatically I'm already miles behind so schedule. What I'm time at, did you set off? Eleven thirty PM
0: uh, and and you, you if you you can't delay it you know the, the, you could have gone off at 3, 3, 3 a.m or you, yeah can you delay it so long? are you wasting those those guys they've got to go well, home like say, is and, that and, the thing as well
1: well what what you actually have a schedule written out and so i at my schedule's printed out like laminated and people have to mark at what times i'm hitting each summit they can then gauge how fast or slow I'm going based on this. Well, yes. now I can't change my times. I've have given you to the nearest minute where I'm going to be. Mm.
0: So if you if left it, if you left at three am, um, you, you could do. You were allowed to do that.
1: You yeah. I yeah. mean, you, you as long better,
0: as the, as long as the team are, are willing to wait.
1: In reality, but you're going to get very then, confusing maths yeah, whilst you're yes. trying to run and navigate because yes. you're then going to say, right, well, I need to deduct or so add three hours to this time. I suppose and
0: all you could do then is just forget the clock and just keep going as best as you can and have rest whenever you really need them. You couldn't the do the it, problem
1: yeah. is you can't, you can't ever rest, really, because mm. the, the, the transitional points are a time to maybe change your shoes, change your socks, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, talk your feet, get as many calories as you can, or just restock. Mm. i mean on the last the last changeover i i just went through and i sent my 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 support crew ahead and i just said i want this this and this and i ran straight through and they caught me up on the fell but by that point it was oh so yeah they
0: can bring so you get to a point you 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 make a peak and then you're off and they're there I want these, and they bring good certain well, drinks to you? Or, well,
1: potentially, yeah. yeah. I mean, I add absolutely everything because you never know what you're going to fancy, really. What I types
0: mean, of foods did you carry with you on this, you know?
1: For the first time in my life, I looked at carbohydrate content of gels, and I found a gel, actually, which was brilliant. It was 45 grams of carbs per gel. Don't ask me what it's called. But it was basically like desiccated rice, and... Um, in, in a in a gel sachet but really quite tasty it tasted like apple crumble. Oh, yeah, yeah. but i had some of those they had some of these high five gels because mm. actually i found that they were one gram this is our sort of science right. here got they were one gram more carbohydrate than the sis gels which are right. 22. Right, um, yeah. They use of 23 um, and so i started just looking at things that were really tasty at sort of quite small so, easy, easily you could get like a mouthful sure. so pieces of fudge the little chilled kids packets of haribo yeah. I had cheer yeah. bars like cheer seed yeah. bars, but tiny ones. So it was anything that I could try and just get down. I couldn't swallow anything, and I was having to literally squirt water in my mouth to swallow. Water, yeah, that would be. A, um, yeah. But it, uh, after a bad night at the main, one of the the second crossover. So by this point, I'd been running for just over eight hours, and, and you start to see day, daylight now. Or you've also, yes, well the daylight, daylight it, yeah. it, it, well, yeah. as well, which uh, is a bonus. Yeah. It was, but then the visibility stayed poor, so you never saw where you were going the whole time. The right, are yeah. high, you've got your hood up, you're cold. Well, this is you're just a, still in full water. And breeze.
0: you were expecting much better conditions in July. You
1: just can't expect no. it, that's the thing, and the, the the mountains make their own, their own weather. Um, so I mean, after eight hours, well, one thing I did want was a cup of tea, so I had a cup of tea, and I sent one of my runners ahead, they said, what do you want, and they'll go ahead, and this is sort of the things that you do when you support you're supporting these Bob Graham so I sent them ahead and I had, a, I had a cheese and salami like what,
0: when you say ahead where's he going now this so, guy so
1: I'm I'm on like the top of the last peak and now these main support points the road crossings are literally on a road so you completely drop off the mountain range to a road before mm-hmm. you then go back up the other side right so these are the monster climbs that are like monster descents monster climbs yes Um, How many
0: is in your support crew? Sorry,
1: in mine, all in, including all my road support. You had sixteen people.
0: Sixteen, all supporting just you or other people as well. Just you, Mm -hmm. sixteen people, including what? Sorry, road.
1: All my road support. So I had because you need multiple cars on the road to be able to ferry runners, support runners. Oh, so that's what they do. They're moving. Yeah,
0: I honestly can see it now. So they're moving these people bodies around. Yeah, uh, and um, keeping them fresh. And dropping and then, them off after drop, so,
1: so yeah. they might support me for four hours and then, and then they need take then. him back to they might be done for the day or yeah, some might, of them yeah, might yeah, run eight hours with me and then yeah. they're done then so they need they to can go take home, him back yeah. to base yeah yeah um and 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 then it's also for them to refuel for them to top up water although we do get a lot of water whilst you're on the hill because that you, you need to know where to collect water as well and that's another part of the the research that goes into it is to where can I safely get water?
0: Really? So you, you're collecting water from... Uh, Streams, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And springs,
1: yeah. yeah. And, and there are specific ones, and this is questions that people ask. Right. Um, yeah. It, and it, it, Yeah, all part and parcel of learning the... Uh, and learning the, be- the, the best
0: water you've ever drink.
1: I drink it weekly, yeah. literally weekly. Um, I wouldn't say it puts hers in your chest. How do you get hold of
0: it, sorry? You, you tra- you
1: I, well, because I'm in the mountains every week. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Sorry, I see
0: what you mean. I thought you were, you were bucketing it. No, and, no, uh, if
1: only. Although <laughs> I did have quite a bad um, stomach issue, shall we say, uh, a few days after my Bob Graham, and it's probably come from, because uh, there was so much rain dumped, it's likely that there was some um, probably sheep, or dead sheep or something, ended up in the water, contaminated it. Right, yeah. And it ended up probably really, really ill, really ill. What, what happened to you? I got something called Campylobacter, Oh yeah, I've heard
0: of that. Yeah, it's, um, it's, yeah, yeah.
1: So after six days of you can get that with ex- food poisoning. Can yeah, you exactly. Can so six bacteria. days of excruciating stomach pain um, and many, many, many toilet visits. And that was in the water. Well, I don't know. It's yeah, impossible it's, impossible so, to yeah, say. Like um, that. So that so got that, and then it, it, was, it was seven days worth of amoxicillin. In the end, did the trick. But oh. often they need to treat you with a lot more stuff. But it sorted itself. And I've drank a lot more mountain water since then. You successfully,
0: did you get presented with a a trophy or not a a certificate or something at the end of it? I was
1: presented with a pint. A pint? I had a nice like Stein type pint presented to me from the pub next door which is called The Round and this is a tradition that's stood for a long, long time. If If you're successful? Well, anyone that basically goes up the steps at the end basically. I mean it's clear that you've, you've ran a Bob Graham so... You only become a member of the club if you. So you have to fill out a ratification form, and I'd say every single peak that you've submitted has to be noted down by someone that's witnessed it mm. along the way. Uh, I mean, you
0: could get. Uh, you wouldn't though, would you? You could have people who just say, "Oh yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll make, I'll, I'll sign that," even though he wasn't there. Maybe you know, but you, well, you know, but they yeah. wouldn't, that wouldn't happen, obviously. No no, 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 You know, but it's, it's there's, not not there's, really open to corruption because anyone who does that would be, you know. Yeah, I mean it's that. But it's great that you've got those witnesses because that, for me, that proves that you've done it, doesn't it? Yeah. Because there are people out there who who could just say I've done it, but you've had these people there who have ratified it.
1: Well, exactly, and so you do get a certificate. I mean, a lot of the people when you do fill out the ratification form, you ask if there's if there's existing members of the club, which for me there were three or four. I had to put their numbers in. So again, it's like another way of just saying this is legitimate. We vouch for him. Yeah. Because we are a member of the club as well, and so the the club the the, the Bob Graham Club. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, the yeah, club, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and yeah. so you do you do eventually get a certificate, but I won't get that until next year actually, because there's the host an annual dinner. I've heard about this actually. Yeah. In the, in, yeah. And so you get a very old-looking certificate with Bob. How many? It,
0: how many uh, people are now official club members of this? Or you know, approximately.
1: Just over two thousand now. Right. Yeah. But it's uh, but a lot of them have come in this past two years because really, yeah. it's yeah. been this like explosion, mm-hmm. and, it, and again, it was just down to to the lack of racing. A lot. I mean if you look into anything ultra running related there's records that have stood for years have just started to, like fell over the co- past couple of years like because people were just had time to train for these they weren't racing they weren't racing they weren't tired so they're going into these massive massive ultra events
0: can you mention this this the wreck killian what's his name killian Johner. Johner. can you talk about him because he he does have the record now doesn't he he does by so, quite some way so <sighs> what is the record
1: it's just under thirteen hours. Twelve, 12, 12 fifty 12, something. Twelve fifty-two. Twelve fifty-two.
0: Twelve fifty, and, and he he reduced it by what was it? A couple of hours. Well,
1: so before him, I think there was a chap, I think it was George. Was it George Foster? I there was a, there was, was a guy basically broke. The record, and then sh- very shortly after, Killian took the record. Oh, sorry, okay. I yeah. think that's how it was. So yeah. there's a, there's been a few other people. There's a guy called Finlay Wild as well, who's a fell running legend. Finlay lives mm-hmm. in Fort William. He's won the Ben Nevis race, fell right. race, ten times. Is, on, it, is he well Lincoln retired now? No, he's still going. Oh, Finlay's only way. really young. Oh, yeah. So yeah, sorry. Yeah. He's he's yeah. Finlay holds yeah. countless records oh. all over. Yeah, so Finley's like the UK version of Killian Joly.
0: What makes Killian Journey Jaune, Journey? Was he for of Spanish?
1: He yeah, yeah, somewhere.
0: And and what like, makes him so special? What what's his, his trip? Mum
1: and dad were he grew up in the mountains, mm-hmm. Pyrenees or something like that, and it, and and, and mum and dad had him. He, he had his first ice axe at like three, and they had him up mountains carrying his own rucksack, and he, he literally lived and breathed mountain running. Really. Yeah. And it, it wasn't well. It, in fact, has he, he had started, any any
0: accidents? Because he's such a he's dangerous. Had countless accidents. Has he really? Yeah,
1: really quite serious ones. I mean, he started. He's a ski mountaineer originally. Ski mountaineer and climber still does it. Still holds records. Twenty four hour records for the most ascent skied in 24 hours all of this kind of crazy stuff speed records up things like mont blanc and the matterhorn some of them have been broken but he's got he, he's so well accomplished across anything that's just mountain related so it'll be that skiing climbing just, just,
2: just launched his own shoe today has he really yeah has yeah, he yeah, yeah. yeah. i imagine. he ran uh design allen the other week and oh Sunday yeah on. yeah he's been, he's been oh, running for either. a bit to be fair but it's officially Officially been announced today. See and Kevlar upper and things like that. Oh
1: wow. So yeah. he ran for he ran for Solomon for yeah. years he and is. years and years. And and he never he he's really interesting but he never really liked any of the he he really struggled with all of the publicity. He hated it and he just wants he wanted to do everything for himself. Right, yeah. And he and he actually he took a bit of a. a
0: so he doesn't a, like being a celebrity, or. No, not really.
1: No. He's a quite introverted sort of guy, mm. but he's just incredibly talented, and 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 there is nobody like him. There really is nobody like him. And I mean, you'd I I would probably he probably is and will be the greatest mountain runner yeah. ever. Yeah. He's he's not he's not human. It's like he's got four lungs and two hearts, but he's a bit of an idol of mine. Like. and, and I, I would. Yeah. You just see. How old, is, how old is it? How old is he? Uh, it's, it's probably similar race He's probably about 35 36 He mm-hmm. lives in Norway now, I think, with his mm-hmm. wife, who's also a professional mountain running athlete. Right? Okay. Amazing. Um,
0: um look, Bob Graham Round. You've 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 achieved this this goal. Can you name a few events like the Bob Graham Round? You know, similar events. Let's say in other countries, maybe that you might well, make, well, I was, was going to say, is,
2: is it is next on the cards? Because obviously, there's the it's the Scotland, Johnny mm. Ramsey. Ramsey, and then the the Welsh one, Paddy. and then there's the there's all three. The grand, the grand. grand round. Tell us about. Yeah. I don't
0: know nothing about the Scottish or Welsh. Tell me about those ones. You
1: might know more.
2: Uh, you well, know? <laughs> yeah, not, not not only only the stuff that I've read in, in Feet in the Clouds and stuff yeah. like that, but you know, basically it's, it's the same, you know, sort of concept really. Um, you know, mountain range in Scotland, mountain range in Wales, and around you know do them in 24 hours and, and they complete them. but then the grand round is the is you do all three rounds and the travel in between as well is obviously by car and yeah. stuff but it counts as part of the time sort of thing i think i think the time ta- so the travel counts as part of the time there's an
1: american chap oh i can't think of his name john kelly he holds the record for the grand round uh, he actually lived in the uk for a time he's only just moved back to for America the, for the which round? Sorry, so this is called the grand round, and he saw in of, Wales. No, no so, it's so all, of th- all, it's all three rounds. Oh, sorry, yeah. So this is yeah, all three rounds, all three. but he cycled all the distances in between. So the true grand round is all three late different 20, uh, all three 24 hour challenges in the UK consecutively with, with the cycle. cycling in between, uh, yeah, which is a an uncom like inconceivable ph- amount. Phenom- of... Phenomenal. Yeah.
0: Um, would would your hero Killian Jornet be able to cycle these distances between and break that record? I
1: mean, he probably could, but he just probably isn't interested. Yeah. I mean, he came to take the Bob Graham in, 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 just I think just because he could, and he's never going to go after. And I don't think I don't think he's got any interest in doing the Paddy Buckley, which is the Welsh equivalent, or the Charlie Ramsey, the, the Scottish equivalent. I just don't think he's got if any he, interest.
0: If he turns up on the day, how does he, he obviously has people with him who are going to show him the way.
1: Ultimately, so he'd not wrecked any of the bob. So they so just he, run ahead
0: of him, or basically?
1: He had every top Lake District runner supporting him. On the day that he brought the record, he had the most perfect, perfect conditions imaginable. Like, no boggy ground. And he had guys that literally knew these fells inside and out, like... Homegrown mm. ads that the ones that are winning the, the massive Lakes Classics like
0: isn't part of the competition though. Would you call it orienteering? Or, it is sort and of, yeah, like, he, he doesn't have to do that.
1: No, he just basically it was almost like running a marks course for him, I guess, but but that I mean, but that doesn't matter. Like when you can, when you're it, it's inconceivable to know that they can travel at the pace that they're traveling in, irrespective of anything else on that terrain. Like you've got 45 50 degree gradients like percent gradients on mm. some of the ascents and these guys are moving it just unbelievable paces they're still doing seven minute miles on three thousand foot climbs that mm. are just continuous three mile long ascents that don't change like never have any flat or down and they're, they're still maintaining this sort of crazy paces they just just because obviously you, you, the the ground's boggy it's technical you, you, you tend to be carrying weight you, there's, there's so many variables in mountain running that Just aren't there for for. You've mentioned the Welsh.
0: You mentioned the Welsh, the Scottish, the Grand. All three together. What about outside of 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 uh, this country and beyond? Are there other challenges that interest you, or that you can even tell us about? Maybe that you know.
1: There's one, and it's happening this week. Actually, It, it always happens around like the third week of August. Um, out of Chamonix, so Chamonix is like the mecca of outdoor.
0: Chamonix, this is in France in, again. Yeah,
1: it's like the mecca for outdoor running, climbing, paragliding, everything. It it is a, a an amazing place, and I feel quite at home there. But they hold an event called the UTMB or the Ultra Trail du Mont Blanc. Most races in the UK, ultra races and across the world, you gain you have to get points to to qualify, to then apply for a place. So it's, is, it's is still ultra, a bit of a lottery is, but
0: is ultra anything beyond the marathon or what is yeah, ultra yeah it is basically yeah. anything yeah. beyond yeah. Uh, beyond the marathon so you can
1: have you could go 50k and that's that is a marathon but obviously what's uh, you're only at 40 what's the normal what's a marathon distance in kilometres 42 42 so you could go to like yeah yeah I mean you could go 43k in mm-hmm. classic but you wouldn't yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah most most people would sort of say 30 miles yeah 30, 30 it's, miles it's almost. so about yeah. Yeah. so yeah 50, which is 50 oh, fifty-ish. Uh, yeah, just under fifty. 50k, yeah. 50k, I think. Uh, yeah. 50k is thirty-two miles. Yeah, or something like that. No, I work in miles, not k. Okay, so, do
0: you fancy? I mean, you're training I, well, for the marathon. Well, I, I, I was
2: trying to get well, originally. I was trying to get selected, wasn't I, for, for Great Britain for the the 50k mm, championships? Yeah, really? that, that, oh. that are being held oh. the week after London. Um, I ran the qualifying standard. Mm. Um, Twice. What is, qualified the quali- what is the qualifying standard? Um, it was two. It was for, for a marathon. You could use your marathon to qualify for it. It was it was under two nineteen. Well, um, so I'd run that. Um, but there was six guys in Manchester that had exactly the same idea as me, and um, they all ran. The standard as well, and they all wanted to go, so right. I missed out on on selection. So have, who was there. selected? Like, was it a lottery then? Was it? Or? No, it was just it was fastest. Oh, the So like they were they the, were sick. They finished I'm six guys finished seconds, me. Like, are we? Uh, bit well, seconds to minutes for wow. a couple of them, sort of thing. I think the fastest was two fifteen or something like that for the marathon, and then. The rest of the guys somewhere between two fifteen. Obviously, my two eighteen. And today, they so represented Britain in. in so what they will. They will be um in in the fifty k European fifty k championships, which wh- are being held in Spain, on a five k loop. Wh- oh is really? Yeah. When is this? Um, it's October eighth, the, the week after London. Right. Okay. Okay.
1: And on a five k loop. Yeah. And that's road. Road fact, yeah, it's yeah. a road, yeah. They've made it very interesting. Why have why <laughs> they, <why laughs> they done it? That sounds <laughs> just absolute misery. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's was, for the television. It was, <laughs> really? It's probably going to be filmed a bit in,
2: in the water stations and then regular and things that and stuff. But Making sure yeah. there's no cheating, no cutting
0: corners. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I
2: did look at the route and it's it's an interesting little route because I, I planned it out so I could have it uh, mapped on my on my screen in case I qualified so okay. I could then I could then practice if I did like some treadmill runs I could practice watching the route and visualise the route round. Yeah oh, well. with and like oh, have what? the gradient of my treadmill would adjust oh, the like, gradient of um, the route. The cycling so, thing
1: think of it like Zwift.
2: Yeah yeah sort of thing. So uh, so originally I originally had that plan but obviously yeah I didn't get selected. So, so, so. your
1: time was what? Two ninety like you qualified?
2: I ran two eighteen ten in Manchester. Um so I ran underneath the qualifying standard but six guys are faster people. and they got they got slanted, so
1: these kind of this, this, this kind of pace for me is just I, I just can't get my head around it yeah. I mean like it's just I just think of how uncomfortable it is when you race yeah to then be able to race at that sort of Capacity that and hold and maintain it just specifically for did? a marathon distance. I was I, how do you do team. it, Matthew? How do you do it? Well, well, I usually bag a load of time at the start and then get slower and <laughs> slower as it goes along. <laughs> so you go, <laughs> uh, I start optimistically fast and then slow. My first mile was
2: two forty-five, uh, four forty-five. Sorry for the first mile. Oh my And goodness. then obviously got slower. Uh, and so, what
1: are you averaging then across? What is an uh, average pace? I think I average that
2: f- five. Six, 17, 516 a for, mile. To for 11,
1: 26 miles. 26 miles. 26, 26. So I just can't, I can't even run yeah. that fast, even on a downhill. <laughs> I'm, hoping to, I'm hoping to go faster in London. I'm so. training. So, what are you so looking what, what What time are you looking at? I for want under 214 in London. 214. See, this is it when you get down to this sort of elite standard. Yeah. You, you, we're now talking like seconds. Yeah, seconds to, per minute. A couple is, of yeah. minutes. We're not talking big chunks of time. No. Seeing the stuff um, I do, it's like you talk. Like you can lose half an hour on the hill. Yeah. Like and, and, and well, well, Dan Dan, Dan
2: Nash, who qualified, um, he's he was, he's one of our top ultra guys. Right. or oh, he's run. He holds the British record for the fifty k. Okay. Um. So he well he, he ran a two fifteen marathon. It was his like breakthrough marathon. Uh, for him in, in Manchester and stuff. Um. But then, oh, I can't remember the other the British fella's name, that he did a couple of years ago, he was, so he was like, he did like 100 miles, and he had the British record for 100 miles, wow. stuff like that, and then he stepped down, and he did like a whole blog series, where he dropped down to like, the marathon, and then he went down to like the half, the 10k, the far, and he, he finished with the 5k, and he, he ran the 5k out in Almar which is like, known as being this ridiculously quick, mm. 5k course, mostly because of the quality of field that it gets, it's, yeah they basically take over the village for the, for the week, and then on the Thursday night off, series of races finishing with the elite 5k race which about
0: when they fly them all in they pay if you're and under and, a certain time yeah, they, they will you
2: get better stuff the faster, you've run faster the you more, are the better, better, better the whole hotel <laughs> yeah you get a bit of cash pay and stuff like oh, that, wow. that um, but there's a, you end up with about 300 guys that have all run sub sort of 15 30 for 5k and um, you know with obviously with the the top end guys being like sub 14 and you know well below sort of guys and uh, he, he did that race and he, he wrote his blog series, so what was the very end the last one was what was harder a 100 miler or a 5k mm. and his thing was the 5k because yeah. the 100 miler he said, he, said, he said I can stop and have a cup of tea and still yeah. break, <laughs> yeah, yeah. break the British record and stuff like that yeah. um, he said the 5k is, is in, in, in perspective is like a sp- all out sprint. Well, it is. The finish, you know? Yeah. In, in in contrast, sort of. Well, thing. that's
1: it. You. I mean, you you you're working sub maximally, and that's yeah. what I do not. That I just that discomfort is just unpleasant. Like I just don't, and and to then think that you can drag that level of discomfort out for, like two hours of of being at like your threshold. Yeah. I just, I, d- I don't like to train that way. I yeah, don't I don't yeah. like it, and and there's no science behind the way I train, um, at all, but I just. I mean, diff- some people like that sort of all out, yeah. hard, hard. Well, I,
2: mean, I, I was going to say earlier on when we were talking about obviously you finding that, that mindfulness and, the, yeah. and that sort of thing, is I suppose that's that's where I find that mindfulness is in that that, that hard sort of, especially yeah. the, the, the training that goes into it. Like, the, the, you know,
1: I'm in the middle of six, in the weeks, pain. Time,
2: six weeks in the pain. Yeah, well, yeah, six, no, it is. But that's that's it, all, yeah. It's
1: a complete focus, is yeah. There's a complete distraction from yeah. everything else in that moment in time. You've got this. There's nothing else matters. There's nothing before or, or, or yeah. later on. Nothing apart from that little bit.
2: Yeah, and that's it. And, I th- and even more so, I like the. I really like when they go to do a track session because then it's even faster and it's even yeah. more painful. You know, I mean, I did 15 times 1k last Tuesday on the track, uh, and that was you know they, we were running. I was running 305 per k for them, dropping down to 250 for the final k and stuff like that. And it was just, just pure brutal yeah effort sort and of thing, but, you know?
1: a, but i mean what kind of recovery do you have after yeah, that like a 200 meter
2: jog which was taking me about In between them
1: in between, in between yeah. yeah that's all yeah. right okay. yeah it was just taking about 50 seconds or and so. so it's flat out though your maximal effort on on or, or well, more just because you, cause you know continue, that you can yeah, get you, to that yeah you've got to be able to sustain 15 sustain, reps sustain, you know 15 reps
2: of it sort of thing but his mm. last
0: one was the mistake by the way oh like yeah yeah well the last
2: five last five last five my coach told me off
0: they should all be
1: the same
2: he said my coach he messaged me after he saw it and he said he said I really like the consistency of the first ten but he said the last five he said what were you thinking he said there's no reason to be going sub three minutes he said this was meant to be just a nice solid session you've got another session this week I actually did
0: four of them last Tuesday uh, only four, not fifteen. So Matthew's fitness is far superior, and I think they were training two, for different things. Two, yeah, different things. Two five yeah. six, two minutes fifty six, two fifty seven, two fifty nine, and maybe bang on three or two. F- so they were, they were, you know. But he he did fifteen of them, you know. And I had two yeah, minutes, two rough. minutes recovery in between. But then we also did an additional um, some three hundred meters, six times three hundred meters, I think, as well. Oh, okay. but it's interesting isn't it because you put it together it's a recipe it's a recipe
1: well that's it and i mean some of these top runners in in like fell running it's it's they are doing this kind of training yeah. a lot of them are coaches like they uh, and they're really well established in cycling and other and other sort of sports that they are the one the ones that win are the ones that still have this sort of this recipe they still train to uh, a, a program and and they are going out doing all these these efforts, these hill efforts and um, and repeats, that kind of thing. So they're not just going out. I go out because I enjoy running and, and yeah. mm. at my efforts, really, my sort of threshold sessions, if you will, are when a race. And that's the only time it ever yeah. happens. And then every time I do it, I think I really must do more of this because this is horrible. Um, <laughs> mm. But I do like it. I do like running hard sometimes, yeah. but only in a race because... Well, you can't me, you can't sustain. It, I can't sustain it without that sort of competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Let me
0: invite you tomorrow, Trafford Athletics Club. I'll be going down there doing the fifteen hundred meters. What competing? And be, yeah, but you know, it's it's something I'm not 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 used to. It's it's very different, and I've, I've struggled with adapting to to a shorter distance, mm-hmm. just under a mile, really, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, they have eight hundred metres, fifteen, and, and whatnot. I think it'd be you you, you know maybe not this time but in the future if, if you're busy but an opportunity to watch some of this and see how potentially you, you could get involved
1: as well that might be interesting yeah. sounds interesting yeah, yeah. won't be tomorrow but we can yeah, do another I'll time I'll pick you up <laughs> <laughs> see, I, see like, so what, what time what's, what's well, an the average 15, for a 1500 metre time like well there's no average a is there time? really but um I think, if you go, I think if you go under but four it,
0: minutes, I think under four minutes is yeah under four, is, is four sub- minutes is a nice, sort sub- sub- of so, it's under, my best. My best was recently it was four oh eight, and um, I went from fourth thirteen yeah. to four oh eight, which was for me that was I was made up with. I was delighted. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow, this is my last one, and then it's going to be a change of um, training for more towards the cross country slightly long well, I really enjoyed these shorter distances been, you know it's, it's been very different do
1: you like the track then or not i mean this was, a,
0: this was this um, was a complete i'd say this was a a revelation you, yeah, you, a, you, a, a you, complete you, new thing you, tr- everything about it you know was was you followed the training fresh yeah. refreshing mm. and the reason behind it lucas is uh, <laughs> i used to call him lucas in school Okay. The, re- the reason behind it is I think traditionally is as a younger athlete which I was, was never you know I never really got into this until late on but is you build speed at shorter distances yeah and then you build a, little, a bit of endurance on so you mm. if you can run fast for a mile well maybe with a bit more endurance you can run fast for a 5k mm. um, and there's a season so this is that right Matthew so this yeah, yeah. track season that these particular athletes would be training at shorter distances, then they'll start to build this endurance and hit the cross-country and whatnot. Mm. And then they go back again into these. uh, And it's a very, I think it's, it's, I've realised, I've discovered, I think it's healthy as well because a lot of guys now are just training for 5Ks, 10Ks all year round. But if you drop the endurance side of things, maybe... You can avoid injuries. I know Matthew's yeah. not going to be doing that now, but you've gone through the sport, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where's the cycle
2: of it? Cycle. And it, it's is that it's that changing dynamic of the seasons. You know, move to the cross country and then and then the, on cycle, the track sort of thing. The
0: cycle. What I'm saying is being protective. Yeah, 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 yeah. With, yeah. with it, within. With, yeah, yeah,
2: and yeah. it's about the same. Yeah, if you if you stay doing the 1500s, because you could, you can go indoors, but you know, yes, some people will do and and yeah. things and. But going out onto the cross country hardens you a little bit and strengthens the ankles and and, and mm. you know, you, you know, the hips and the joints and knees and things that because of the the terrain you're on and stuff and the same you know then you can mix in some of the tra- uh, the trails and the fells into that as mm. well in that season. It, but also it's mental. It's a, it's a mental change as well. Yeah. Um, Breaks the monotony. I've, them me, I suppose, I've it? got
0: a bit of plantar fasciitis on the right foot. Just a little. As tall, you have, have you got on some the rifles, right foot? Yeah. Right foot. Yeah. I've, I've had this for a while. Mm. I just got a pool ball down there, and um, a good friend of mine, I put it down, he, he gave me the pool ball, yeah. and I put pressure, stand up, put pressure on it, it seems to help, but um, you've got this as well, haven't you? What's your I've remedy? I've it for years. What's your remedy for it? Well,
1: I have a hard foam ball, but I mean, ultimately all you're doing with that is you're tricking yourself into thinking you're fixing it, but you're not, you're because not ultimately fixed. it's inflammation, inflammation of the insertion point of the tendon
0: running on grass seems to really help but just yeah. stretching i don't do enough stretching I, i'm lazy with stretching I, I get bored you know but when i do stretch i think that really helps there's exercises on yeah. stirs that you can do
1: i mean stretching your calves keeping your slice um loose as well and ice as well because ultimately it's inflammation of a tendon so if you ice oh, the underside of your foot right, okay, largely then, your heel because yeah. that's normally the insertion point that's aggravated then you can bring some of the inflammation down. Mm. Massage is good as well if you get if you can get a proper massage. I'm, yeah. just, I'm against foam rolling, but why? Why is using. that? Why is that? You're just damaging yourself. Aren't really? I mean, really, yeah. really? And if you, the more that, you I've seen a lot of, it, of
0: these athletes using foam rolls, but yeah, I mean, that's most not, is people? Is that like a massage? No.
1: It is in a way, and if you've got someone that's qualified to use them on you, then yeah, they can be beneficial. But most people the gauge of if it's working or not, is when they find they find not or they find this pain and then they just inflict more pain on themselves. And then you basically, because it's, it's called self-myofascial release and the, like all your muscles are surrounded by a fascia and that you actually cause trauma to that fascia. So you potentially you're causing more damage which you then need to, to heal. I mean, there's quite a bit of sort of research around it and its benefits. I just don't find it. plus you've got to get yourself into some really weird positions, like you're humping the floor to try and like get, like you're in a thigh and, and really what kind of benefit does yeah. it get you? I mean, if you get a psychological benefit from it, but I don't, physiologically, I'm not really sure how much. I don't know. Oh
0: God, I was gonna, I was gonna bring Matthew, What I was gonna say, what does it benefit you Matthew but you're saying you don't use one no gun? no not for a long time <laughs> no. I, I, I did years ago um, I tried to, but I've
2: moved on to I mean I've got the,
1: gun, the, gun, the gun I the gun, use a gun, gun and yeah, you'd and recommend I, the gun yeah. I think so and I've, I, like. And the difference don't, being well, again don't overdo it because I find if you, you can, you can yeah, do it for yeah, like I'm 10 right. minutes then all of a sudden your calf's killing you the next day and you yeah. think oh, what have I done
0: you focus on the calves do you uh,
1: a lot in the calves because I'm, I'm up on my toes on all the hills oh all pills are on toes yeah. mm. um, so all my take compression pants
2: we compression pants? Yeah, and we I, com- I, I, yeah relax compression. Have you tried the compression pants?
0: I've
1: pens? not. No, I'm. generators that you're pressing it turns not on you it I've seen them they look yeah. brilliant. Yeah, yeah, Matthew's got, them got, got them. one there. Have yeah, you really? yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They look. Uh, might they look uh, uh, an expensive, but kit suit
0: you and boot you before you go with one with a, a trial on the. Uh, <laughs> not here, not here. Oh, they're not here. <laughs> not, here yeah. not here. Sorry. But no, the,
1: the percussion guns and I and I I have a sports therapist that I've been seeing for a number of years and 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 she recommends them as well. She'll use them on on clients as well and. I think they're really good They're good to supplement yeah. massage therapy so in between yeah. I mean I stretch religiously after every have, run I stretch yeah. when I'm in training do you or have something a, I use do you, you have control. a sequence of stretches that you go through yeah. Uh, yeah. C-
0: can you quickly name them or how long do you spend doing it 10 5 10 minutes or what
1: I'd say I mean you you're looking sort of 20 25 minutes with every time of every plan. time I've been for a run and it's a lot and but it's just the way it's the only way to be honest, I feel like my body's not designed for running, and and maybe that's just because I do the type of running that I do, but I just seem to be forever injured. And you fix one problem, you, you introduce a new one. Mm-hmm. And so, the only way I've found it is by main, making sure I stretch all the time, using things like foam, uh, the, the massaged percussion guns and uh, ice as well. A lot of ice, or if you can get in an ice bath, I've used them quite a lot, or yeah. I jump in rivers quite a bit. So, I, I, I
2: stopped using So, I use the ice bath now because I was, I was listening to. Uh, it was the, the Bauman, Bauman Track Club, their, uh, their, their coach and stuff like that, and they were discussing it. And they were saying how um, you use it to recover from a hard race or just before like a big event like mm. sort of that, but don't use it during your training cycle and the adaptation cycle yeah. because it slows down the rate of adaptation. So if you're doing like a really intense session and then men are doing, and then you jump in the ice bath to help recover from that session, it actually then re- slows the, body's adaptations to that session that you've just done. Well, it you're better off doing, recovery as well. Yeah, yeah. so that's it. So you're better off doing a, a hot bath, if you, do, you know, in between, and then loads, through yeah, yeah, sort of thing, and, and then use the ice bath. So they they will do through the training cycle. They won't use ice baths at all. Mm. They'll use hot. And then when it comes down to when they're like in taper for a race, or you know they're, they're in the last the last little bit before the race, then they'll like ice bath and stuff like that yeah. to try and help get, a bit get of rid of everything essentially. inflammation, essentially, yeah. ready so that they're as fresh as possible for race sense. Then, but not.
1: So not consistent. No, I. I. i, I, I it the so probably agree it. with that. Just yeah. because if you if, if you if you injured yourself, if you sprained your ankle, you use ice in that acute phase. Yeah. But after about seventy two hours, actually, all you're now doing is you're still restricting blood vessels, and it's the same if you're yeah. causing trauma, micro trauma, micro tears within your muscles, then, and you're restricting, you're constricting all of that blood supply. There's no there's no nutrients. There's yeah. not there's nothing getting to your muscles to help repair and like you say yeah. adapt. So no, I know I I mean generally I, I I'll do it after all like I said yeah. I, jump, I jump in rivers yeah, uh, yeah. because it's I'll I'll think oh, that was a bit much and like my knees are killing me or something it's just I've hammered myself or yeah, it's just been yeah. a long day or it's a really hot day and I'll I'll jump in a river and I find that that just it it just avoids a lot of injury,
0: for me. Tell us about your worst ever fall on the mountains or some dangerous event where you anything that, event like that happened to you.
1: I can't tell you one of them because if my mum listens to this, (laughs) I I couldn't possibly. This one's for you, Barbara. No, no, definitely not. (laughs) Um, But no, I mean, I'm forever getting injured on the hills. I mean, not like a fall,
0: uh, like a near death, you
1: know, (laughs) near death.
0: Yeah, something like that that we can share with the general public.
1: No, I couldn't possibly. (laughs) There is one, but my mum would kill (laughs) me. Oh,
0: what a shame. I, I mean, know.
1: actually, I mean, climbing's when it's always near death stuff, isn't it? Really, yeah, in yeah. the running, I've always, I'm, i forever doing ankles and rupture, yeah. I've ruptured ligaments a few times now and things like that. It's just part and parcel of it. And like you said, when you when you've got a the, the, somebody famously said, or um, is it brain off, uh, brain off breaks off, and that's fell running. So you've got to switch your brain off and just let your legs go. And, yes. and, and obviously with that the ground's uneven you step down a rabbit hole something like that or the, anything and you just go crack and that's what I've done myself I've seen like really what, top end broken, broken. Not broken uh, well I think there were breaks but I didn't I just ignored it and scrapped it but there was my foot looked like the elephant man there was, there was significant roaches to yeah. tendons and ligaments which I, I later found out on an ultrasound but yeah um,
0: you can't do much for that anyway can't you if you're no, breaking bones in the foot
1: well no there's not well I'm talking like ankles really right, yeah, um, this, but, it's just the way it is isn't it really it's part and parcel of it and there's, there's top runners that have broken ankles in fell races and um, people dislocate things so you mentioned Killian before and some injuries He's, he, he famously won the western states 100 I think it was with a dislocated shoulder right. and he just put it back in put it in his running pack rested it and won the race um, and that's like a really high like to yeah. get into the western states 100 other people that win it are the elite yeah. um, across that distance I but no a, a, quite a few falls but it's largely a, a few I, near deaths and climbing
0: i don't think you answered that question about your ambitions for the future your challenges for the future i've got one for you i, I really think you could get in the merseyside fell team because uh, they do have a an counties where you could represent merseyside I just wouldn't be fast enough. That's no, thing, I don't think it? there's... I think with Merseyside, though, because it's... To be quite honest, there's not a lot of fell runners... Re- no. There. And I, I did actually once represent them and it's, they're mustering up people who are unaware that there is a team. There is a team. There is, so I'm no, making, making you aware and there is an inter counties, and um, I could put you in touch with... Um, I know a couple of people who are involved in that and that's something you could, you could work towards, maybe. I think you would probably getting the team at the first show but you certainly uh, any other things that you might be looking forward to in the future, what's your next challenge?
1: I mean after focusing so much time and attention and effort into that Bob Graham my, my plan is and it was originally planned for this year is I just want to focus on the lake like the Lake District Fell Classics okay. so the likes of um, Borradale and wasdale Fell Races the big ones mm-hmm. Ennerdale like these are the these are the ones that are up to about the are, um like the long distance ones up to about 24 miles right okay but you're talking yeah. still yeah. about 10,000 feet of really really the worst terrain imaginable mm-hmm. really technical boulder bouldery terrain um, these are the classics dangerous sort of Mm. ground really when you're racing over it and yeah these are what's classed as the classics so
0: that's something Um, that you're looking forward to
1: next year yeah because I've missed a lot of them now already uh, because they run through because of the terrain there aren't a lot of them most fell the fell season sort of is more the summer months. There I thought, are a lot I thought of it was, aside, it, I thought it was all year round but it's generally through the it summer. It is, but the, the, the classic races are through through the summer. Um, and there's lots of shorter distance stuff, like that, that, through winter that
0: is it, the winter. it what is it? The Lakeland they have like a weekend out the festival. What's that that festival at? And, and a, they have three races or something, not
1: there's like the mountain running festival, like the Keswick. There's Lakeland the Kesko. Keswick, you've, you've done all that no i i mean around lakeland around lakeland 50 last yeah. year so there's the lakeland 50 and 100 right. so ran yeah. the 50 last and, year. and is that like
0: sort of a weekend I, i'm sure we have they to do end make the, the weekend
1: of it out of uh, coniston so it's coniston. The more central fells that so it's a bit tricky to access in reality but it's, it's 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 nice if you if you can spend the weekend and it's all free you camp into within you, you 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 fee really right but these these are the sort of big races that costs quite a lot of money mm. you, you mentioned about like harrick hill it's like for the yeah, race yeah up.
0: yeah well when you say big i mean i would say harrick hill is the big race because you know but i know what you mean by big you mean they're, they're selling them very well aren't they
1: yeah or, and and but they come at a, they come at a price like yeah, you're talking yeah, yeah. for like lakeland it's about 120 pound to enter oh, that's far too much whereas yeah. i can enter a fell race for some of them a pound in fact there was a yeah. race last week up. Uh, called Steel Fell it, it was free it, it was a two yep. mile race straight yep. up straight down you want the, they said give us a deposit for mountain rescue that is it That's
0: this is what I want to get at this is the great thing about the fell runners yeah. I think they've stayed with it's like amateur rugby and, and professional as it moved on you know from the saints of old to the, mm. to the recent teams when you keep that amateur the lifeblood of, of love for the sport With the harrick hill they put everything back to the people that all those prizes for me there is no better you know when when you're doing that you know the new bring putting everything back volunteering yes but Mm. you know putting it back and that's that's and and the people for the people and um those races that you've mentioned um i think that's what puts what is it the fell running association or the those those types of bodies and, and organisations and clubs within that I think they're still still breathing that purer you know of, of um, yeah
1: what is it what is well, it? it is, it is a it? very purist sport isn't it really yeah. and, and and it's not about making money it's just about maintaining a tradition exactly yeah and so maintaining. there's no money made like yeah. the money is literally to cover the, the hire of a, ta- a village hall because that's where you're going to register the love of the sport, like that, yeah. And Whereas
0: that, I think with other things, business is infiltrated. Yeah.
1: Well, they're entirely non-profit fell racing, yeah. and, and and if in in your four-pound fee, you'll probably get a pint, a pint at the end, yeah. and that's it. It's just it's about just flat-out racing, and you'll get a pint at the end, and you don't get yeah. You mentioned some in one of your recent shows that uh, talking about like t-shirts and medals. There is nothing like that. And that's where your money's going, and I mean, obviously, it's businesses like Montaigne is a is a big brand, and I own a lot of Montaigne equipment, uh, uh, like clothing. But they're the they're the brand that sponsor like Lakeland, and obviously, it's one hundred and twenty pounds to enter. Well, you've got a couple of thousand people entering, and and, and it quickly becomes a bit of a money spinner, really. Whereas fell is just not; it's just a purest sort of non profit thing for the love of it.
0: That is a beautiful way, I think, to to end this discussion a pie and a pint the love of the sport um, is there anything else? No. it's been marvellous but I must mention Kickabai who uh, has been doing a great job this week with me on the bin wagon and I did say <laughs> I did say I'd give him a mention and uh, I thought I'd give him mention right at the end so we had to listen all the way through <laughs> the poor
1: guy <laughs> thanks for having me
0: A pleasure, an honor.